Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Hines. And my name is Eric Roth. And our producer is Matthew Hattie. He is a cutie. We were inspired. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. He is a cutie. <laughs> we were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. We raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 61. We have played 178 of the 3,451 games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hi, Alex. Um, Hi. I've been playing Elden Ring, just like a lot of other people. Elden Ring. Um, He's been playing Elden Ring. Oh, my God. I can't believe you had this audio track like just lined up and ready for me. What if I had not even mentioned it? Uh, Elden Ring. I have a I have a bunch of different uh go to soundboard songs I can play for games that I know I like to play. Um. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got so many. Okay. I thought you were gonna go with Rocket League. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. I won't. I won't pimp that. Rocket no. League is the best game around. <laughs> They're not all parodies. Some of them are original compositions I worked. I've been working on. Okay, what's the one for Apex Legends? Hmm. Oh, I haven't gotten. That <laughs> Do you even like that game? It's not like you talk about it or oh anything. Oh my god, Elden Ring. I've never played a game kind of like while when the like hype was was there and all around. And uh... oh man, it's it's you can't go on Twitter right now without hearing about this dang game. Oh yeah, and I love it. And I'm like, I know what they're talking about. I remember when Skyrim came out. I just didn't have. I could, I was like not. I don't think this, I don't think the silo was like quite isn't like because Twitter was only sort of a thing then you know yeah but like it was that. all Reddit Reddit was like right that was where that's where one went for memes popping off that's where one the in Reddit there be memes. <laughs> uh, you been playing anything anyway? It's great. It's it's really fun. <laughs> I'm playing. I got a Loop Hero on sale. Um. It was it's like four bucks on Steam, or at least it was until recent. So I'm playing through that, which is a very cool little game. And then Triangle Strategy just came out for the Switch. It's like sixty bucks. Um, I might buy it. I got the demo mm-hmm. and was like, um, so I'm playing the demo right now. And it's they they're just like you guys remember Final Fantasy Tactics? This is that. Oh, but- go go have a ball. Have a ball. That sounds great. Yeah, and so so far I'm really enjoying. That it. That sounds like everything you want to do. I know it really is on the switch, no less. So I can sit on my little couch ah. and uh, talk to watch my little movies with my uh, wonderful wife. That sounds great. And our dog. I don't have to isolate myself on this dang rig <laughs> that I'm sending emails on all day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This week, we've got on a really, really great uh, guest. Um Comedian and internet personality. Jonah Cooper is back and we are lucky to have her. Um, she was on she was she was on the first episode where we ever had triple plays, like triple, yeah. triple plays. Yeah. And you'll remember back when we had the special sound effects, it was her voice that said triple, triple play. <laughs> um, but we don't we don't. That was lost <laughs> with the massive computer crisis of uh, whenever that was. Yeah. Yeah. I horrible time. But Jonah's incredible. Jonah's incredible. This is and, a great uh, her cause is the Mantra Center. The Mantra Center empowers their community, primarily lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer LGBTQ individuals and their families to live healthier, more fulfilling lives. 
Because LGBTQ persons face numerous health disparities compared to the general population, the center has embraced an integrated care model with one-stop access to behavioral health and support services, adult primary care and psychiatry, and free wellness programs that empower individuals to proactively participate in their own care. As the cultural hub of Houston's LGBTQ community, the center is home to dozens of LGBTQ-affirming social and civic organizations and offers affordable rental space for meetings and events. So just about as fucking good an organization as you can get out there, especially in a state like Texas, which is actively trying to um, take away the rights of uh, trans children uh, and their parents uh, to interfere with um, how they uh, choose to identify or how they identify, not even choose. Um, It's uh, incredibly fucked, and this is a wonderful cause, and please – uh, we've donated them, and if you donate and send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Yeah. Um, you said it. <laughs> I can't add anything more other than... It's uh, MontroCenter.org or uh, on Twitter, at MontroCenter. Radical. Radical. Yeah. Uh, let's get in the friggin' episode, how about? Okay, I think that sounds good. Um, it's a good one. It's a very good one. Jonah's awesome. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what you're playing these days, Jonah? What, what games are you getting into? So this week, I'm playing Cyberpunk. Oh! Um, it just came out with that patch. I had played it on my computer a while ago, closer to when it came out, and mm. it just was so buggy. Mm. I was like, this is not... So I got, a, I got a refund, and it was half off, and I heard that the patch came out and fixed a lot of the issues, and I'm honestly loving it. Mm. Really? I woke... I woke up uh, at nine and have just been playing that game all day <laughs> for this. Um, I was like, you... oh, I guess this is just Sunday for me. Um, <laughs> That's exactly what happened with me with the, the new uh, Warhammer Total War came out this past week, um, which is it's like, you know, the Total War games are you're, you're playing the meta game of moving around a bigger map and then the actual like nitty gritty gameplay are these big battles where you, you know, you're fighting with these armies and stuff like that. And uh, it's essentially like a game that's made to, to trap me in my house and imprison me in, uh, in my dreams, you know, like I'll dream about games like that, it's like civilization yeah. or anything like that. Wait, Alex, oh. have you stopped? Have you, are you like putting a little like video game, uh, like, yeah, quarantine on yourself yeah i am i'm I'm only gonna play bundle games for the next month wow yep that's um that's yeah, exciting serious. i know i like heard great. it through camille camille katie told camille oh god of course <laughs> camille told me immediately bragging about her incredible husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah no camille and didn't tell camille's me trying to get camille's trying to get you to do it too is no she didn't do it she didn't go like you know alex is not playing. <laughs> I think she likes that I she likes that I disappear for hours on end and like give her her space. She's she's a person who like likes her space. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I saw like a cyberpunk um, like a clip of recent like I feel like up until this point any clip of cyberpunk that I've seen has been like, isn't this insane that like human being is turning into a car or like there was one where like you like wiggle your car and the car just slowly gets wider and wider (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but that's cool to hear that the game is finally is is it like when you say it's when you yeah when you say like you're having fun with it right now is it like 
bug free at this point or are the bugs just like not so game breaking? I mean, it's got fewer bugs than Skyrim. Skyrim's okay. been out wow. for a really long time. That's such a low fucking bar though. Um, <laughs> Coming for Skyrim in the year 2022. I mean, <laughs> Skyrim... If, if if they had a newer game in that series for me to come for, I, <laughs> I would. You know, it's, I, it's, it is funny. Like, I, I bet if I tried to pick that game up now, it would be kind of unplayable. Compared I to, don't like, know. I spent I, so much time with that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so much. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. It, it's modded. A, it's like a full, oh, you did, you modded it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, I did a vanilla playthrough and then, I'm a computer gamer, so like, yeah, mods, and then like, just first, just like good mods, wow. and then computer gamer over here. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, oh. you know, it's, uh, um, <laughs> what mods are we talking? Did you do about? like everybody's yeah. Shrek or something? I, like, yeah, I feel like there's so many dumb mods in that game specifically mm. that like, it's like once you're done with your playthrough, but like you still want to keep playing a little bit. It's like, all right, what's the dumbest? <laughs> Dang. Did you can that. you remember like one of the dumbest mods that you used on uh I mean there's definitely that one I don't know if you guys have seen this one that turns uh all the dragons into Thomas the tank engine. Oh <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's really that's, funny. That's pretty hard to beat. I, I also think that like I modded in a bunch of spells that just were pretty game breaking, like <laughs> things you shouldn't be able to summon in dungeons. You summon them in a dungeon, but then it's like everything just gets um, ragdolled because there's not room for like a dragon in the dungeon. And so like the, the impact physics are um, struggle. They struggle and they're, they're, they're not having a good time. You know, uh, it's so funny. I, while Katie was sick, we watched a bunch of the best picture movies. You were trying to watch them all before the Oscars this year. And mm-hmm. um, there's that feeling when you finish a really good movie where you're like, there's, I don't want to be done with this. I want there to be other things I can do with this, or I want to live in the world for a little bit longer. And like in video games, you can like through modding, you can kind of do that. That's fucking awesome. I never thought about it like that, but like, yeah. Oh, I'm not ready to be done with this yet. So I'm just going to like get going with all this. Yeah. And also it's just stupid. Like they're, stupid. <laughs> they're so stupid. <laughs> And I, I, I love that. Yes, um, and also the it's fucking dumb. That's what I'm here for. That's the you know it's like the reason for this. It's like I watched Belfast and then I wanted to I I wanted to experience Belfast again. So everybody was naked the second time I watched it. We should be able to mod more movies. (laughs) I, I tried modding uh, Red Dead Two, and there's. At the time, I, I think there's a lot better, more fun mods at now. At the time I did it, it was really just like, you can kind of change the s- thing's sizes. And I just played, I, I played about 20 hours of Red Dead 2 where the horses are the size of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny in so many different, like, it's so good. It's just visually... <laughs> Just everything about that game is made better if the dog, if the horses are just really small. That's really funny. How does yeah. it work with like the riders? So they like hop on this like small dog or something like that. I mean, like the 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 like getting on the horse animation is completely just 
messed up. Like it, it <laughs> I mean, like above up. the above, like in the air or something like that. I'm trying to remember, uh, but then like it. yeah, like their feet are under the like underground, like dragging underground because they're so small and. <laughs> Oh, it's just really good. The, can the horse? I mean, horses jump in Red Dead, right? So it's just like this little tiny horse jumping really high or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember. I because like yes, the movement speed stays the same, so it's like they're just going faster <laughs> and then like yeah, jumping, <laughs> jumping farther. They're they're more they're become they become more athletic horses when you make them smaller because they have to do everything that a big horse can do. <laughs> I um, Jonah, I remember last time we talked, you had mentioned that. Uh, it was when I was in the depths of my Hades uh, plan, you know, and you had mentioned that you were around that game from like early, like the early builds and early versions, stuff like that. And so we're like, I don't want to hop into this now because I like I've already played it all. And to like get the different story beats, I would have to replay all this shit I've already done and not really. Have have you gone back to it since then? Yes, but I haven't beat it. Mm. I mean, like I like I haven't gotten through all the like heat post-game content because i i got it on switch yeah. which is great it's a great it's way to a, play that game it's a wonderful handheld game mm-hmm. i think some games are just better handheld games and i think mm-hmm. i yeah. don't know something like that it just feels good to i don't know like curl up on a couch or totally play it on a road trip or whatever um yeah but it, like i forgot how long it gets it took to get to like the heat point and then other games keep distracting me and that's a game where like if you stop playing for a little yeah, while your hands forget yeah you, you yeah you just can't really do as well anymore yeah i think i played that game for like a week and then was kind of like yeah i think i'm good like i'm i just it it seems like a game that kind of like can hook some people and it definitely hooked me for like you know i probably played it for like eight hours straight one day and mm. it's just so flashy and fun and and but that but at some point I was just like okay I it didn't it didn't quite get its uh its talons into me as like as it did for some other people yeah and I was it's like the only game I've ever wanted a hundred percent personally like I I I'm not like a, a completionist but that plane that I was like maybe I just tried a hundred percent this game I don't know <laughs> did you I'm, I'm pretty sure my friend Sadie did a hundred percent and Sadie podcast guest. Bundle Lieber. Oh. Bundle Lieber. Sadie. 100 had, had she 100 when she was on? You I know, I don't since. know. I don't know. Uh, probably not. This would have been, this was like right before, what was it, like September of something, Eric? I, help me, what, help me out please here. don't ask me. I. What are you talking? Who <laughs> do you think I, you think I pay attention to what we're doing here? Unbelievable. Do you think I, I He's here to talk about two things, horse dogs and Thomas the Tank Engine Dragons, and that's it. You'll Which, see Eric it's honestly up. all you need. I, I love roguelikes. I, oh, yeah. They get me. They hack my brain in a really good way. Card battler roguelikes are my, like, yeah. that's, yeah. if I find a good, like, deck building roguelike, goodbye. Mm. I'll see you in, like, <laughs> so I'll you... see you when I beat the game. <laughs> And then exhaust all the mods and then or something else. So pulls the, my attention away the three you. best games that I've played that are like that, I think I you I mean, I think, Jonah, you and I were playing Hearthstone at the same time, like 2014 for a while. But I have not I don't play that anymore. So the Spire, obviously incredible. Did you played uh, Griftlands at all? I did. I liked Griftlands, but it felt I like, like it felt very big for what it was. Like there was just so much going on that I 
would feel like FOMO about. What's uh, Great yeah. Plans? It's a it's a deck building roguelike, but it has like this like two deck conceit. I, I mean, yeah. it, it's got a ton of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, an almost criminal amount of depth. Basically, you're you're there's a battle system where you're like fighting people, and that's a deck you have. And then there's also a negotiation a negotiation system where you're like battling people with your words and different like turns of phrases and stuff like that. So there's these two things, and they overlap sometimes. So sometimes you can try to negotiate something, and it goes well, and you avoid a fight. And then sometimes you try to negotiate something that goes poorly, and then you have to fight using the other cards afterwards, or you're fighting, and then leads. So. You know, you have you're kind of like having these two decks, so you're encouraging two different kinds of play the whole yeah. time. That sounds and you have great. To, you have to get them both to be good to like finish those mm-hmm. runs. I played Rogue Book recently, which uh, I hadn't heard of, but I, it's just like if Steam's like, hey, <laughs> you like this thing, of, yeah. <laughs> someone made a new one of these doggies. You like come eat at the trough. <laughs> I'm like, yes, please. Can you <laughs> oh, I heard about this. This is, this is the one where you're like on the the overlay is like ink or something like that. And you're sort of like, yeah, filling, yeah, it's great. The overworld. Really fun. I know that you guys had um, the inscription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel. I mean, th- Daniel. That was my game of the year last year. Inscription's so for fun. Sure. Yeah, I it's this podcast could probably just be an inscription podcast. Like we could just have people on and just be like, let's talk about inscription. Cause like that game it's like it's it's satisfying as it's like almost satisfying as a roguelike game. I haven't played um Casey's mod. The, the no, update. I haven't played Casey's mod yet. Um oh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, so, he was he was working on it um, to kind of turn the first part of the game into basically its own standalone game. Which I guess a lot of cool. people were like wanting, which I did. I at, I was never like, oh, I really need to like be able to play this as like an actual rogue. You know, like I love the second part of the game, the what? like middle section. Yeah, the, the middle section also, but like the those parts like introduce um like deck building mechanics like new deck building mechanics mm-hmm. that are completely different from the first part yeah and i did end that game just being like oh man like i kind of wish that i could have built a successful deck out of like every single deck archetype that was put in front yeah. of me because like i that's what i i love the deck building part like i'm hopelessly addicted to magic the gathering arena (laughs) um and like really like probably addicted to it like i've had conversations with my therapist like hey like i need to yeah game too much i how much money do you think when another game comes and takes me away from it i'm like well it doesn't matter how much time i spend in this it's not magic the gathering (laughs) (laughs) from myself it's healthy it's healthy um, Wait, hang on, Eric. Uh, how much money do you think you've spent in Magic the Gathering, Jonah? Like, you know, in in Arena specifically. How much money? Yeah. I mean, like, I probably dropped twenty dollars per set. Okay. Just to like. That's not crazy. Draft. No. No, yeah. I, I'm, I like f- financially, it's. 
it's like probably it's, it comes out to I'm paying like five to ten dollars a month on that game. I mean, arena, you know, it's what an incredible to like value. The, the yeah. actual game, like the actual like paper game, can get so expensive so quickly. Oh my god! It yes, it's never gonna get. What well, my my uh, my roommate plays like um, Discord, um, like Commander, like paper magic. paper. That's funny. Um, yeah. Um. And like can't get into arena. And like the thing is, like, I I actually gave him all of my commander decks because I was like, I can't. Yeah. Because I just I like building the mm. decks too much. I, honestly, maybe more than playing them <laughs> in a certain way. So it's like I would just be like, oh, new deck idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I uh Apex Legends, fortunately, was the thing that has uh weaned me off of Magic the Gathering. So it's like I found my new, you know, yeah, like brain tickling fulfillment, like flashy lights, you know, run around slot machine kind of kind of thing. Um, I think uh, instead of slot machine, I think it should be called slop machine. Slop machine. I've become yeah, a real not, slop. That's slop. so it's true. It's serving you a little pig at the trow, you know, uh, getting your slop going. Well, it's so, of- it feels so good. It feels so good to when you're on the other side of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and this is like maybe the third or fourth time that I've been on like on the other side of that addiction. And uh, I know that if I start to get back into it again, it's just so... I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like Wizards of the Coast is going to like do NFTs. I'm going to be like, all right, time to uninstall this and then never go back. <laughs> and that's I kind of want them to do that because it will free me. That would be you're nice. Da- you're, da- you're daring them right now. They've I'm like, got, please, honestly, please. They got a gun please to your head. Do and NFTs. Labeled, labeled <laughs> NFTs. And you're like, shoot me, you coward. I need to go. Really, I've heard me. this. I've heard this new set is very fun. I've heard it's very powerful. It, it, it's very fun. Yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, What's the conceit this time? Are we uh, dragons in the Japanese? No, it's all Thomas desert? the Tank engines. It's all Thomas <laughs> the Tank. It's cy- it's cyberpunk themed actually. It's like they went they went back to the Kamigawa set, but in the future. That's chill. Are of the set and like <laughs> the arts. The arts cool. It's cyberpunky, like, like like truly like futuristic. Yeah, has Magic done that before? Like that, I I feel like steampunk was like as technological as it got, sort of. I mean, they've done like the like Mirrodin sets, like they've done like artifact heavy sets where like right. there's like complex robots and mm-hmm. things. Yeah, but I would not call that futuristic. It doesn't feel futuristic. It feels like metal magic yeah it's their weird you know the weird ultra dimension i've 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 talked about this on the podcast before but i read a series of magic the gathering books the the urza like brothers war yeah and the first brothers war book is really good and the second one is actually the worst book i've ever read in my (laughs) (laughs) i like i'm not i'm not trying to be like joking or anything like that it was like pulling teeth to get through and i i was i thought i was like this is so bad i i I don't think i'll ever try to read a book this bad again i kind of (laughs) have to go to the other side of it not worth it it really isn't you know i've very i've really in the past five years given myself permission to just stop reading books i'm just like oh if I'm not reading regularly because the book I'm reading is not pulling me in, I'm like, time to stop reading that book. And read I have, that's really that's really smart. I have no problem doing that. I think most books I've read, I've read like 
I like most books on my bookshelf have a bookmark halfway through them. Like, and that's just, I was just sort of like, nah, I'm pretty good. Like, even if it's a book that I kind of enjoy, if it's not like, if it doesn't like really get me, I'm, I'm putting that thing down, baby. And when a book does that, it's like amazing. That's <laughs> what I'm hunting for always, you know? Yeah. Oh, you capricious youths. <laughs> this country used to be about, you know, responsibility and dedication. Well, I just read you a Nelson Algren book that I loved. I read a Nelson Algren book that I loved, and now I'm modding it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we know about the, the man with the yeah. what is it? Lossing lines out, <laughs> writing in the margins. Golden <laughs> art. Like, I'm just trying to make yeah the ending happy. <laughs> Isn't that what the movie is? Yeah, like it, that's so funny to me. Where they like, like instead of drinking himself to death, he like he yeah he's just like okay. and then he he falls in love and walks away. Well, I just saw Nightmare Alley. The speaking of best picture things, yeah. and it was yeah. really nice to watch a movie where everyone sucks and like they're <laughs> bad and they get punished for being bad. I was like that, you know, the movie was uh gorgeous, fine. Yeah, yeah, and fine, but it was I was like this. I, I really like the idea of like making movies like we did in the thirties where it's like, Oh, you were punished for your trans transgressions. <laughs> like that's great to me. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm really excited. I really am probably, I'm interested in cyberpunk. I'm, I know that we've, we've gotten away from cyberpunk, but the more we talk about, you know, books and other things that are good, I'm like, I like that was a game that when it came out, I was like very excited about the prospect mm -hmm. of it. And I think I'm, you know, they've announced like a new Grand Theft Auto that's coming out soon. And I think I'm like very interested really? in um or maybe not soon, but but like I love Yeah, these, I was like, like soon. Oh my yeah, god. No, these, like, like, I had that's... not heard that announcement. <laughs> that's shocking because they've been on five for a long time. I know, yeah. And they I think they're like they've just announced that they're maybe they've announced that they're developing it. And I think the like announcement was something like, you know, every time we make a new one of these games, we try to you know, kind of one up as far as like mechanics or something in order to like give a full immersive experience. I don't know what that's going to. Can I, can I make like? two predictions or actually, so here's my first thing. The one that I always thought they should do is make okay. one set in India. I think that would be fucking awesome. Like in. Mumbai oh yeah. I would love to see the grand theft auto take on India. I'm sure that that would be so fucking peaceful. Hey, you saw, you saw, like... you saw slum dog millionaire. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I, I don't know that I want to see like rock stars, like, indian <laughs> i want to see it done by like some other company that is okay. not like uh, all right that's very fair and cool <laughs> and i i want to apologize for what i said second thing is that it's gonna be uh in england because it'd be great to be like oh i crikey yeah you know? I mean, i'm walking here <laughs> yeah. honestly the best thing about red dead 2 for me is just like that i'll i'll be playing that and just also talking like a cowboy for the next <laughs> month, two months. Well, they they are so immersive. You know, it's basically like you can kind of do anything in the mall now. Like I, I don't really play a lot of open world games like that, just because I um, have a they, life. No, I, I I don't. I yeah. don't have a life. I I'm willing to spend like a, a weekend completely disappearing into Warhammer Three. It just it, it like the 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 Warhammer like the turn based strategy games doesn't make me feel like I'm missing anything. You know, like mm. the the in the open world games, I'm always afraid that I'm not like gonna do everything that I'm. I'm not gonna have the most fun experience because I'm missing something. You know. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I really like the, um, I think the storytelling, you know, I, you know, I, I, Grand Theft Auto is, you know, it's all sorts of problematic, but I've always, I've like found myself inside of it and I'm really impressed by just the storytelling experience of that game. And I, is, is cyberpunk a little bit like that too, Jonah? Like, is there a decent story kind of wrapping you up? Yeah. I think it's, I, it's good. Mm. The emergent like stories, the things I'm running into are good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, but I think I, I hear you, Alex. It doesn't, I'll get I, inside I, those so much games. To do, you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. The only game I haven't felt that way during was breath of the wild. And that is because specifically that game makes the, the moment to moment so fun that you're not really thinking about anything outside of what you're doing, like right in that moment or what you can do. And also there's, like a ton to do and to find but it's kind of an empty world in general you know like there's not like a lot of people to interact with or really all that many missions you yeah know? so you're kind of just encouraged to do whatever you want and go at your own pace you gotta role play really alex you gotta i know play. that's the whole thing like know? right now i'm playing through cyberpunk and my whole thing is i want like a drone i want like a pet drone like i'm actually <laughs> at this point in the game pretty sure the game does not let you do that <laughs> um, but i'm like picking stories and like making choices <laughs> with the end goal of like this seems more or less likely to get me a drone <laughs> That's, I just like that's and that's how I'm playing the game and like I feel like that's what you got to do with those kind of games like 100% oh yeah no I love you know what's funny is I whenever I play a game like that there's usually a like go to bed mechanic that I'll be like you know up top I'll be like okay I'm gonna make sure that this character gets eight hours of sleep like every day and then you yeah. know that eventually goes away. like I think it's funny because like every time I enter into a world like that I'm like I'm gonna like you know be a morally good person oh no i just mm-hmm. ran over that oh no i'm committing mass slaughter right now. like it's like you know i go i go so quickly from like all right i'm gonna like you know follow the like i'm gonna stop at red lights i'm gonna you know not steal or anything and then the second you like accidentally steal something and it they're, like the consequences are like nothing i'm just like oh yes leash <laughs> 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 <Unleash> me <laughs> The uh, the storytelling in um, Apex Legends, the game that I play all the fucking time, is so oh, funny God. because it's like it's these characters are like conscious of the fact that they are being dropped into this battle royale and they say stuff like, you know, oh, maybe I'll like it's like you're not going to make it to tomorrow or whatever. But like you're there's only like 20 different characters. Right. So it's like multiple of you being dro- like this new character is dropped into this battle royale as a death sentence, which is insane because it's like everybody is dying all the time. Like the idea of like introducing a like mortality in this game, like as a story structure is just absolute nonsense. Well, like, my, my biggest problem with Overwatch, which a game that I did love and spent a lot of time playing was that I was like, it's it just skins are so stupid because <laughs> You know, I'm playing as uh, Winston, this, uh, you know, super uh, hyper intelligent uh, gorilla. And then suddenly I'm wearing a safari outfit like on the (laughs) mission. Like that's dumb to me. I I couldn't get over that. And then I started getting like really into the skins in that game. You know, it just takes a while to like wear me down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really it's it's... It's, I think it's interesting, like uh, to go back to open world games specifically, 
you know, The Witcher 3 was the, it's like the, the three I played a lot of were Skyrim, Witcher 3, and then Breath of the Wild. Those are like the three of moral games that I really sunk my teeth into. And then Witcher 3 specifically, you're kind of like, he's, you can make a lot of choices in that game, obviously, but you are playing a character already who has like certain things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Jono, did you play that game? Yeah. Yes. I didn't need it. You that didn't game's it? huge. It's massive. That that was one where I uh, th- luckily some of the it's is so tedious that I didn't feel like I needed to do everything. You know what's what I really mean? funny is I a couple like a month or two ago I went over to Bundelieber Ray Gordon's house because yeah. he was like, <laughs> I, I "Yo, I'm like funny. ready to beat it." Like we're at the very end, and I was like, "Okay, cool. We'll like beat Witcher three. I've never beaten it before." And we played for like four hours, and he looked up like whether or not we were close to the end, and he was like, "There's still like." 15 more hours of gameplay here i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah i got to like the next i like finished the first big arc mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then i was like i got to the next one i was like i'll take a break and even when i said that i was like mm, i knew coming back yeah, yeah. I, I tried i tried and then i was like i don't know what's going on i'm not gonna <laughs> the controls anymore it yeah. was funny to walk into somebody else's game and be like he never made potions. And I was like, what do you mean you never made po Like, he was just like, I'm not interested. Like, I'm not, you know. And it's so funny to be like, oh, I spent so much time, like, potion crafting and, like, building up this, you know, thing. And it's funny to then, like, you know, be handed somebody else's game and be like, this is absolutely foreign to me. Like, what game are you even playing yeah totally i didn't make a lot of potions i just made them every now and again when it became clear to me it's like oh that's a good way to just you know were you just doing like a lot of random side missions eric to like go take down monsters no i mean like you're running as you run you just like you click a and you're like scooping up stuff and then you got all this junk and you can make potions out of it i don't know and then like you buff yourself you buff yourself with potions come on it's the witcher that's the witcher's whole thing for sure that (laughs) game is so impressive in the terms of like unique enemies that oh, you yeah. fight like yeah. the different monsters i, I was always going to be like at some point i'm going to start seeing the same monster with a different color as you do in every other video game yeah yeah uh you know this that skyrim loves to change colors so that's, like, <laughs> that's their bread and butter baby yeah. they, they love that shit um witcher does a tiny bit of that but with like the big monsters like oh yeah really you're like whoa that's cool and then like suddenly that monster is like having sex with somebody and you're like whoa i I did not think that that i did not think that thing could fuck (laughs) yeah but damn (laughs) and then like you're about to fight it and then it's like i'm actually sad and you're like oh okay i'm not gonna fight you (laughs) like it's got intelligence yeah i'm gonna help you out it's like i wish i was fucking more (laughs) Will you check my Tinder profile and see what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, okay, ogre. We played three games this week as usual. We were doing another random bundle week. Uh, they were A Normal Lost Phone, Penguins Arena, and Sare. Why don't we start with um, Penguins Arena? Because it's fresh in our minds. Uh, it's from the... <laughs> A bundle for racial justice and equality by Fro Games. It's a casual deathmatch shooter, first person, funny kids, multiplayer PvP. Right. It all begins when a penguin legend comes to life in the form of Sedna, the ancient penguin goddess. Global warming, <laughs> pollution, 
Penguin tribes are endangered. Sedna utters them that there is room for but one tribe, and so the purging begins. Now it's your turn to join the snowball battles and drive the other tribes into the sea. Oh my god, I don't think I knew that. Did you watch no. the opening animation? No, I didn't. Absolutely not. Oh my god, guys, you had like go back and watch it because I I have never like. <laughs> so fucking funny they like open on like these shots and like talking about basically it's that that thing i just summarized it says that and i'm like this is like such a great reason to have a game you know what i mean like what an excuse to have penguins fight well but the game is the game is just it's like a you know it looks like an early playstation or n64 game where you're like penguins yeah pr producer throwing... matt said it looks just like the the n64 um south park game yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Fun. no the the like snowballs you couldn't pee on your snowballs so uh, you know it's not purred <laughs> it's not a it's not a not a one-on-one -on -one. yeah, yeah, one -on -one yeah. um but it's like you know it's cute and you're running around and you're throwing snowballs at each other it's so funny that the stakes of this snowball fight are so real and so that, yeah high. that's it, it's great to have played it and then hear the description of what. <laughs> and be like, oh why. my god, I was committing like weird penguin genocide in order to make sure my tribe was going to make it through global well, warming. Well, on the so on the edge, like you know, you're on there, and the whole point of the game is you're kind of running around and just like throwing snowballs. The point is to knock the other penguins off of this little island you're on, and there's different uh, arenas you can do it on, and there's different power ups stuff like that. But on the outside of the island, there is a killer whale waiting so conceivably like what you're doing is you're pushing them off and they're getting eaten in the water yeah, they, they definitely die yeah they definitely die. that's con that's canonical you know death is canonical I, in penguins arena permadeath yeah. yeah so this reminds me so much of an a game from my video game uh, like the early years when my friends and I would have land parties in high school and we would play mm -hmm. almost exclusively Half-Life 1 mods, uh, Counter-Strike, um, uh, Science and Industry, which is a great game that I wish someone would remake. And then there was one game that I was the, literally the only person who wanted to play it ever. Uh, no one else wanted to play it. It's called Ricochet, which basically was a, like, you would bounce from platform to platform on these like bounce pads and you would throw discs at people and try and bounce them off of the, the pad and then they would fall and die. And so this in a, in a first person projectile to knock someone off was like very similar to that. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I love making people play ricochet with me when they didn't want to play ricochet. <laughs> well, so we tried to we tried to uh, get an actual game going uh, amongst the four of us um, and couldn't actually get it, which is such a bummer because I played this game for kind of a while. Like you can kind of you just sort of start an arena and it just kind of keeps going. It's a you know it's it's clunky. It's like a sure. you know like every time it's it there's no uh there's not a ton of polish here but once you're mm -hmm. in it and you're like throwing these snowballs at penguins like it feels good to like hit a penguin with these snowballs and launch them off there, of the there map. is something about like, it too just like the the way the central like mechanic is you're throwing snowballs so people knock them off but you can't just spam throwing snowballs you really have to like aim and plan and try to hit it correctly and mm -hmm. the physics are absolutely hilarious they're so of, like, funny these penguins yeah. go like Woo! 
and like fly off into the air. You can also like punch, which there's no like animation for the punch. There's just a sound. There is a sound. (laughs) Your screen flashes to white when you punch or something like that. It's like it just like like there's also comic book. One of the things you can do is change. They, as Jonah said, as we open it up, she was like, "Oh wow, they really give you a lot of customization options for." these penguins and it's very true but when you're playing the game because we couldn't get the multiplayer to work so when you're playing the game at the end of a round if you win it sort of like pans out and you see and it's like oh yeah i forgot my penguin was wearing bunny ears and like (laughs) cowboy gun holsters on it's just tyrant this tyrant penguin in this brutal blood sport I love the fish. The fish you could. The fish was where you could spam. The fish you like pick That's up the right. fish that and was... then you like, it's like an automatic weapon. <laughs> like much, throwing fish much better than the explosives because when you threw those, it was not clear like when. Oh no! Yeah, they were being triggered. Like what were they mines? Was there just like a like what the area of effect was? Yeah, that the the explosive animation. I was like, that's something where they you could definitely see they cut corners because it's basically just like they just made it like a little bit of pink mist to show up really quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was like, oh, it exploded. Is it? Is it? Is it called cutting corners if, like, the shape of the thing was never a square? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like I, don't know, I don't know if I would call anything in that game cutting corners because it's just, like, that's that has to be it, pretty close to the final product they yeah, were hoping for. It you is know? what it is. You know what I mean? They're not like, well, man, if we only had another, you know, $500, we could have made actual explosions. Yeah, what would they like do that. with it? The, um, the thing I want to say about it in its favor, like, I don't feel, uh, the nice thing about this too is like, I'm definitely not dunking on this game. Like, I got No, I was delighted. Yeah, I, I, I got enjoyment out of this. I could have played this for a very long time. My, my, the thing that it reminded me is like, oh, if there's just like a f- fun, or purse you know what i mean like just a really stupid fps like this that where the stakes are could not be lower and it, there's extremely low barrier to entry like there's got to be something like that out there that's maybe a little more modern um because this game came out in 2015 and spoiler we couldn't get the server we couldn't find a Wait, server or anything like that to play on. i'm almost sure that's not true because I, well, I was looking it up i saw 2008 2008 yeah i might have Gotten oh my god, you are in, right. In 2008. It came out in 2008. So this is a very timely this review. This already had its bar mitzvah. <laughs> this came out as I was graduating from college. <laughs> which was, feels like a very long time ago. George Bush was still in the White House when this game came out. The, the development of this game was entirely during the Bush years. It's just something to keep in mind. When you're playing it, because I do think it's going to affect your experience. <laughs> um, Should we get to final thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, for a game made during the lame duck years of the George Bush presidency, I think this is uh, pretty fun and impressive. And it's very silly. Like, don't ever think it. I can't in good conscience tell you to play this because... <laughs> There's no you, the fundamental core of it is it's a multiplayer game where you can't play multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm a pass on this, uh, but you know, check it out if if anything we said, said sounds interesting. But like, I'll never pick it up and play it again unless there was a way for me to play with my friends. So I'm a very respectful pass, but I enjoyed myself and I'm excited to try to find a game that is like this that I could actually play with my friends. <laughs> um, uh, Jonah, what do you think? Yeah. Um. I 
I love the genre of like local multiplayer games, which it seems like, especially because there's no true online play, this would fall into that. I think I'm going to pass because I just, there's, I'm sure there's better games that do something very similar. <laughs> like, like this game, but also like this game was, I don't know. I kind of want to know like who made it, but I, I have to think that it was just someone's project and they, I, I don't know. Well, in two, <laughs> 2008, this maybe cost, you know, a billion dollars to make because of where, <laughs> where this is the were. 2008 triple A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> arena shooter. I think the two of you are so rude. This is absolutely a play for me. It's, <laughs> It's Penguins Arena. Look, you're running around, your penguins throwing snowballs at each other, and you feel so good every time you like get a hit, and the penguin goes, Woo! Like, this shit's good. This shit's goofy as hell. I, it's like, it this makes is your me... fucking Dude, this is your methadone for your serious gaming addictions. You know what I mean? Where it's like <laughs> Rocket League and Apex Let's just drop you in game after game so you don't realize how much you're playing. Oh, this yes. is like <sighs> a lighter version of that. So I'm you like, sort of like, yeah, gives I, you a similar taste, but not quite. In like a year from now, I'm going to be like, I'm the Penguins Arena, like, super master. Like, I, I'm up <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, if you play it, Today, that would be true. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to wait a year. There's no one else playing the I'm, game. <laughs> I'm going to get so good at it. My timing is going to be off the chain. I'm going to just exclusively stream Penguins Arena. People are going to love that. The studio is still making games. Okay. Um, their most recent game came out in 2017. It looks like it's a uh, RPG maker game called... Um, Archangel, and it's got unfortunately most negative reviews, oh, which is too bad. That sucks. Uh, best part about this game for me was the sort of English sounding person counting it off at the beginning in like a cartoon <laughs> voice where it was like three, two, one. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they had an English accent. That was great. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next one. That's two passes or and a play. Um, let's talk about, uh, well, why don't we just talk about Sarah right now, and we'll end on a, a normal lost film. Um, this is from the bundle of Rich Justice Equality. It's by Insert Disc 5, a interactive fiction, visual novel, alien, female protagonist, lesbian, LGBT game. Uh, it's a visual novel about a girl and an alien drinking tea and falling in love. Um, this falls into sort of the conversations we have of, like, is this really even a game? You know, <laughs> you're not really playing anything. You have some choices, but it's... Um, of those, of the visual novels we have played, this is a very sweet and nice little story that I had fun existing in for a while. And it made me think uh, something that I haven't thought in a long time, which is it's really nice to see people be nice to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was just really nice how nice they were to each other, the alien and the the woman. Um, what did you guys think? Uh yeah, I mean, so like the the art is very, um, you know, it's 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 cute. It's uh, it's kind of I don't want to say rudimentary or like it's it's sort of a little rough around the edges. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's cute and sweet, and you know, I like this girl's just like chilling in her greenhouse, and like she likes tea and she likes flowers. I like. I like things about people who like flowers and plant life <laughs> you know there's not I, there's like not a ton to really say about this because yeah i wonder like i made you know i think three dialogue choices the entire time and i wonder mm -hmm. if 
had made different dialogue choices if that would have actually affected the game in any way, like the plot. And it, yeah. Go maybe, ahead. I, I didn't do any other choices. I didn't like go back and be like, what happened? No. It just didn't seem like that was going to change what happened next, but maybe it would. Yeah. I mean, it would be wild to go back, replay that game, and find out that you can choose like, your way into a grisly death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like something super X rated. <laughs> well, that I'm sure they didn't do. For me, this was like, because again, it's a visual novel. You would just have to talk about the story. Yeah. It was a little saccharine sweet. Yeah. For me, where I was like, but I'm also like, I'm not, this is not. I'm not don't think I'm the target audience for this. I don't I think the target audience for this is probably 14, 15, and this is a very sweet story for someone in that age range. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think you're right. I it's um there's pretty limited modding options for you in this game. <laughs> yeah, what they're not gonna let they're not gonna let it become a romance with Thomas the Tank Engine, which is what I would need. <laughs> at minimum i you know like it's funny because i think one of the things that we've talked about on this podcast is like the length of these visual novel games and this is Mm. like an appropriate length for a visual novel game right like it's like it told a story i didn't have to sit here for ever you know (laughs) like i was like all right i kind of you know, I kind of know what this is, and then it was like, and you know, and here's a little bit of conflict, and then they talk through the conflict, and then then they're done. <laughs> like, all right. I, I guess I think that like this is like the G-rated version of like some real like monster fucking. Yeah, totally. Like Shape of Water, yeah. <laughs> sci-fi, and like that genre, I think rules. Mm. And so I was like, ah, oh, but it's just so. Yeah, yeah. Like, not really. Yeah. No. I want to see the lesbian love story between, you know, a lady vampire and a lady werewolf, or a lady Frankenstein <laughs> and a lady werewolf, or a lady <laughs> vampire and a lady Frankenstein, or a lady robot could be thrown into the mix. And that would be great, too. You know? like. So, wait, is the issue like that you the, have with the, this that like, it was, like, it, like, the hardcore... Like, yeah, I, I'm really curious, Jonah. So the problem is less that like <laughs> it was a little too saccharine, and more just like you don't really ship aliens and humans. Yeah. Like that's not your specific thing. No, you know what? I mean, I certainly could. For example, the alien from Aliens, uh, and um, maybe a, a humanoid alien from The Thing. You know, like that kind of. Thing. We need a hard R. We need a hard R to X for you to be on board with the visual yeah. novel. But for th- for that kind of story, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, one other thing I will say about this, uh, uh, I think the art in this was like cute and sweet, and the. I don't know. It just felt like a little more delightful to interact with the store, like the sounds on the buttons and stuff like that. And the, the it just all felt a little slicker than some of the other ones we played, which was nice. So hmm. um, why don't we just get into pass or play? This is a, a pretty quick one. Um, uh, uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? 
Yeah, it's cute. I, it's probably a pass for me just because I think the visual novel, I, I, I think there's a higher bar a visual novel game has to clear and it's got to be, it's pretty much got to be story and it's got to kind of really bring you in, in a lot. There's like some cute things going on here. So yeah, if you're a um, a 13 year old, 12 year old, uh, you know, like Firstly, thank you for girl. listening to the podcast. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not sure how you found us. Go for it. Uh, you know, I there was a moment where like the two of them are like holding each other and looking into each other's eyes that I was like, mm, all right, this is a little, it's a little saucy. And then that was about as you know, as kind of that was as far as it sort of went. And there's you know, there's like, I don't know, you know, like when the alien like moves the plants aside and sees out of the greenhouse into the city, I was like, that was like you know, there's like little surprising yeah. things in here. So there's you know, this person is. Um, you know, talented, I think, but it's, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Jonah. It's kind of just, I'm not really the target audience here. Uh, what about you? Would you pass or play Jonah? Yeah, I think for me, now that we've been talking about it, I think the issue I have with it is that it like, I, it seemed like it had a message, but I was like, I don't really know. Like, I just feel like it was just not clear what the purpose of this story was almost other than to like, like, like it seemed like it was in the beginning, like it was going to be getting at something. And like, like there was little narrative hints that she had had this difficult backstory and the alien maybe also did. And then, it just doesn't come from anything. And for that reason, and that reason alone, and not any of the other things I said, <laughs> it's going to be a pass for me. Um, I am probably, I'm a, I think I'm going to play on this one. I don't know. I, I We do a lot of visual novels um, on the podcast, and I don't love uh, most of them. I did like this one. It was sweet. And I really just did have the thought of like, it's just very nice to read a piece of media where people are being cute and sweet and nice to each other, even if <laughs> I 100% agree with you, uh, Jonah, it is a little saccharine. Um, and, you know, it, it was there the possibility that one of them, I, I redraw this as with one as Thomas the Tank Engine? Who's to say? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you always have that option available to you in the future. <laughs> um, so that is that. I mean, you know, we come now to the last one, a normal lost phone. Um, this is from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle, as well as the World Land Trust Bundle by Dear Villagers, which is a like very legit publisher uh, or like game maker. So this is it's interesting that this is this game's not listed on their website, but they made like Forgotten City, and uh, they have a bunch of like games you may have heard of um, that are uh, cool. It's an uh, interactive fiction adventure puzzle casual detective. Uh, mystery, short, single-player story-rich game. A Normal Lost Phone is a game about explore, exploring the intimacy of an unknown person whose phone was found by the player. Through the interface of a mobile phone, the player must discover what happened to its owner, Sam. Digging through secrets scattered among apps, text messages, and photo galleries, the player voyeur starts witnessing the emotions of Sam, and behind the apparent lightheartedness, a teenage story of their questioning on coming of age, homophobia, depression, and the search for oneself. Um... Okay, this was this is kind of an interesting game. Um, it's it it's what it described. You basically pick up a phone. You you don't make any choices really. You you are like reading a ton of emails and text messages and kind of slowly uncovering these stories. 
really the only kind of playing you do is uh, figuring out passwords from like specific hints. Yeah. hints that are in there. And then that sort of unlocks a new area and you just keep on going until the game kind of ends. And it, it's probably like a two hour playthrough or something like that, you know, because there is a ton of reading going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was interesting. What did you guys think? Um, w- when I first started playing it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a story about I, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it. M- you know, maybe we spoil it like later when we put like a tag on it. But I was like, there is going. Th- oh, this is a story about like a guy uh, who's gay and then comes out. And then it turns out to be like more than that. You know, like there's several degrees more going on here. Um, I thoughts? yeah, I so it's it, it's funny because I have the like no emails. <laughs> in in my video games rule yeah but like this is this is a game where i'm like oh okay that like the emails in it are like interesting right like it's an interesting kind of like uh exploratory experiment and i I think what the the music is like not like good necessarily nor is it bad i totally know what you mean i I muted it (laughs) (laughs) well i I had to i was just like "Mm." it's 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 funny right because like you go to like the the music app on the phone and and you can like select between it really does set a mood you know it's like it's this sort of like emo-y kind of vibe so you're sitting there i played this like i was very you know i was very drunk when i played this i was like i was wasted <laughs> and it you know it was just sort of like oh yeah i gotta play you know i gotta play these games and so i was there drunk just like in this like mood like looking through these things and i like it was evocative you know like if nothing else i you know i felt very and the first time that i was able to get like the passcode correct i was like oh i feel smart and then i wasn't able really to do anything else after it but like that experience of like sort of sitting in that like you know very intimate teenage kind of world which i you know like i remember from being a teenager like having just you know sad fucking music on my ipod or whatever and just kind of like living in that experience for a while was that was effective if nothing else jonah what'd you think Yeah, I think with a game like this, I think what it needs is like, if you're going to make a story like this, I think what it needs is like, well, why, like, why is this the way that this, that you'd need to make this story? Like, why would this story not work in any other context? I think this does like, this, it does sort of, tell this story of this young person sort of procedurally in a very interesting, cool way, because at first you're just reading the text. That's all that you have available to you. And like, first I was reading from the top down, then I was like, wait, I'm going to read from the bottom up. Then I was like, oh, actually their text changed, right? So like the dates are important, but it was (laughs) cool because you get a very incomplete picture from those text messages Mm -hmm. about what's going on. And then as you sort of solve the puzzles, you get a more holistic sort of image of the story that they're trying to tell you. I did like the vibe of it right away. I was like, the person who's filmed this has killed themselves. Right. I was really (laughs) sure that that's where it was going. And that's not where it went. Mm. Oh, that's good. you know what? <laughs> That's good to know. I, I don't really know how to talk about this without spoiling so it. I think, I, hang on. Let's 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 put this now officially. We've talked about it a little bit. The 
UI is interesting. It's like kind of fun to play around in. You know, it does kind of feel like a phone. It feels like a phone circa like 2012 or something like that. You know, back when certain things were still being used. And now we're gonna start to spoil it. So spoilers please continue. Yeah, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so I'm trans. This is a story about a like teenage trans person who knew that they were trans. That's like, uh, that was not my experience as a teenager at all. I, it's that's something that I think is sort of generationally uh, divided about like. I just think the information was not there, nor was the acceptance, or just like the, the internet was not in a place where a trans person in the 2000s, mm -hmm. uh, some people did. And for them, I think their experience probably, you know, in sort of like gender dysphoria is much more intense than I experience it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, for them, great. That also sounds so difficult to do at that time. Mm. I think for, kids adults now like 10 years younger than me whose teenage years or, or younger like it's cool to see that sort of experience uh portrayed and it was interesting for me to like be like oh well, actually, I kind of knew because of the email that Alex sent, and I was like, well, <clears throat> we're not playing this game because you're our guest. It's just a game we have to play. I wanted to make sure because, like, no, what a terrible thing, honestly, you know? I'm very appreciative of that because, yeah. You Could want you to imagine sure that creeping sensation as, like, that reveal, like, presents itself? It's like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I just would, like, hate to be like, are they having me on because, like, I, I can speak to this specific thing, you know? It's That's like, no. Yeah, I know, and I appreciate you like emailing me about that. And but I was also like, this is going to be about a trans person. One hundred percent, like this yeah. is a trans team that doesn't yeah. make it, um, and that's why you have the phone because that there's something also sort of morbid about finding someone else's phone, especially someone like it's clear from the way the story is, is like so much of their lived experiences through the phone. Yeah, if someone's phone is lost, like. There are sort of dark implications to that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I I thought it was cool, especially the like more interactive elements when like you're sending messages and getting responses, which is not what it had been for most of the game. And I was like, oh, like they made this a phone. Yeah, I I thought it was cool. I thought it was uh, like those, that kind of puzzle game. I I don't really have the patience for. Totally. I yeah. solved the first puzzle and then I googled the rest of them because I was uh, like, because okay. <laughs> I like, you know, I'm gonna stare at the phone screen for five minutes and then I'm gonna play Magic: The Gathering. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you really have to dig through a lot of text yeah, in order yeah. to like figure out these passwords. And and I think that that's well. I think it's interesting, right? Because it makes you read through this story and it makes you get the experience of this story. And so I think that that's, you know, if we're talking about like narrative, um, 
you know, like interactive narrative being something, you know, that at least I'm interested in. I think that they, with like a very minimal amount of, you know, it's like eloquent, right? Like they didn't have to do a ton other than like a lot of this writing and you can kind of choose to, you know, very different from like a visual novel where you have to sit through every beat of the visual novel. Like you can choose to experience this as much or as little as you sort of want, right? Like you could really dive into every single experience or just, you know, not try and dig around for like puzzle pieces. I think what's interesting too, like about they, they do a good job of the text messages are sort of like conversational and very like light and kind of punchy. And you kind of are getting like a really interesting incomplete picture of it. Like it does hook you, you're intrigued. And then later on, you're in a dating app for a while, and then you're on a, um, I think, an LGBTQ, like, um, message board. And that's where they really do, like, a big data dump. And that's where it kind of becomes a little PSA about, like, here's all this information about, like, people are asking questions that I think you would expect people to ask on a forum like that. And you, the player, get a lot just of, like, information about the trans experience, you know? But they've, they've done a good job of actually, like, bringing you in with like a more conversation you're kind of in a, a good headspace to receive that when it happens which i thought was cool yeah i i think that like yeah the way that this story is told has a lot in common with like a visual novel and mm-hmm. i think this is a way to like do something that's very text heavy in a way that does not feel like hey like was this just not good enough to be a book <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, like, wh- which is, I feel like how I feel about, I, I mean, th- yeah, visual novels, again, not really my genre. I'm mm. like, I'd rather read like a comic book that's going to do ever. It doesn't need to be a video game. And the, right. the, the video game things about it end up annoying me. This was not that. Um, it was a really clever way to like, to tell that story in a in a way that was totally non-sequential like you have that you have the last texts this person received with the phone first and then like you're sort of like you build out a timeline as you go through which i thought was really interesting and cool the the my my only complaint would be and it's not even a fair complaint but it reading it i was like there's something about it that feels like it's not ringing through as like an authentic experience. It kind of feels like a little like sort of massaged or managed. And I realized that like, oh, this is probably just not written by a native English speaker. And there's like, that's what it is. And the company is based in France. So I, I think that was just part of it is that like reading it, you can play it in different languages, which I think might change the experience quite a bit, you know, to be totally honest. Because reading it, I was just picturing like this was set somewhere in California or something like that, you know, like a, a small town in California. Um, and once I got that, I was like, uh, uh, once that was stuck in my head, parts of it just like, kind of not ring as like authentic to me as like that it, it may have if it was written by someone who grew up having that experience. But who knows? Maybe it was written by someone who grew up having that experience in France. And like, that's just my American centric vision to like bring that to it sort of a thing. Yeah. Now I wonder like if English was the language it was written in first or if it was right. translated. Yeah. Because I do think that some of the different characters felt, did not feel distinct. Mm-hmm. Like the the way that they were writing, I was like, kind of feels like 
just texting the same person. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that that's like that's hard. <laughs> like, there's a lot of characters, oh, so right? Like, hard. there's a lot, like, but yeah, you're you're right that like you know there wasn't a lot of of you know or maybe there was effort or like who knows but yeah there was not a lot of detailing in that way in order to specify characters the reveal that the oh and then there was one thing that i thought was it's a little rude i'm and i i don't want to like knock anyone's lived experience if this was actually lived experience but the person's name is sam and it's like people always know me as samuel and then you know the the name i would think you would go with is samantha but this person goes with Samina, which I was like, I don't know that as a name. You know what I mean? Like Samantha's right there. I was like, I was like, but okay. It's an alternative for Samuel. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, and then that's where I was like, oh, I bet this is not a native English speaker. <laughs> I read this where it's like, I'm going to change my name from Samuel to Samantha. It's like, I'm going to change my name from Samuel to Samina. What are you going to do? Um, it was cool. I, I liked this. And as a way to tell a story. And at the end, the way the game ends, you just wipe the phone and then walk away. Yeah, that's cool. That was, that's oh, you wipe it? Yeah. I think you, you would yeah, get that's the, you get the credits you just, to play. Yeah, you would get the credits if you just... You, like, wipe it, you bring it to the Apple store, and you're like, uh, this is my phone now. Can I have it, please? Yeah, you sell it. <laughs> kind of what it says at the end is, like, the, the last email you read is between... I mean, so major spoiler, but... Basically, you read through this person's whole life, and then at the end, they're like, you know what? Like, everyone in my life is kind of toxic and horrible, and I just don't want to be around them anymore. So I'm going to move to this new town that is, like, oh, uh, fuck. All right. friendly, and uh, I'll stay friends with my friend Alice, who I was able to confide in, who respected me for who I was. But, you know, I don't need all these toxic people in my life kind of a thing. Yeah, maybe I find a lady lady frankenstein to go fuck you know just like whatever i mean we we hope we just have to imagine what happens to this character afterwards but like yeah especially in france i feel like there's probably interesting monsters that are also pretty sexy and the witcher's french i think right polish oh yeah yeah, sorry. But it's all that medieval, you know, <laughs> uh, dark forest. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's some uh, crazy Lupin, Lupin, Lupin. <laughs> we, it also uh, makes sense that it's French because, uh, the, you know, some of the there, there were like cartoonish bigots in this thing, you know, cartoonishly like. Did uh, you say cartoonish baguettes? Oh, bigots. Cartoonish baguettes. Very <laughs> <laughs> French. Cartoonish baguettes. There were cartoonish bigots. I think in France, being a Catholic com- uh, country, there are like people are still like totally sadistic and weird. I mean, you mm. know, granted, there are sadistic and weird and awful people everywhere, but I think it's just much more widespread in France. Mm. Um, at least I would hope so. Final thoughts? Okay, final thoughts. I'm a big old play on this one. Um, even aside from, like, the content being, like, interesting and sort of, like, you know, any of my gripes with it, a really fun way to tell a story in a way that I haven't really experienced before. It feels like this is just, like, sitting out there waiting for someone to take it, you know? I, I, I'd be curious to play another game like this. Um, and if I were to mod it, the app I would add to it uh would be sort of like a cool ambient sounds app as opposed to the music app so you could like sort of listen to just like the sea uh yeah. while you were playing the game <laughs> um eric what, what about you yeah i'm a play on this i think it's a i think it's cool i love um i love storytelling in this way this sort of uh 
you know, nonlinear kind of put the pieces together. I, you know, like Jenna, I think magic, the gathering is a game that I always enjoyed in terms of the storytelling aspect of it, where I'm like, I never know what the actual story is, but I'm slowly through these cards, like piecing something to get, like I never read the lore. And I think that that's a fun way to, to experience a story, right? Because you can kind of choose you can choose how much you really want to explore and how, you know, if something is intriguing to you and you want to like, you know, the process of putting pieces together, I think it's very, um, very cool and fun and exciting. And um, yeah, it's a vibe. It's they, they created a, a real mood piece here as well as an interesting story with uh, enough puzzle pieces to kind of keep you, um, keep you intrigued and digging. So uh a normal lost phone is a play for me. What about you, Jenna? Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a play for me. I thought it was, it's interesting. It's, um, it is, it's like a, a well-crafted nonlinear coming of age story. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Not enough monsters, but I think it still will be a play for me. Yeah. Yay. And that's the freaking podcast, folks. Yes. Jonah Cooper joining the Two Timers Club. <laughs> um, Who else is in the Two Timers Club with me? Uh, you're the only Two Timer I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else is in the Two Timers Club? We I got, don't know. There's, uh, there's a bunch. There's several. Yeah. Good, good people. I just if it's a club, I want to know like what the membership is. Daniel you know, Mullins, the invent, the dude who made Inscription. Two the inventor timer. of oh, uh, Inscription. Okay, so um, great company. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> Um, that's it. Uh, anything going on you want to plug? Any projects you, you you have happening? Anything? Like, no. I wish I had projects going on, but right now I'm just living living life. You know, that's great. That's right. Well, I I see you got a washer dryer in unit behind you, so you're living pretty <laughs> yeah, good, maybe. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. That was a great episode of Bundle Buddies, folks. Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, there's a moment in that episode, uh, I believe Matt left it. I hope Matt left it in there where I'm like, I think that this last game was written in France or somewhere where, you know, people are just like more openly bigoted about trans people. <laughs> and that's like definitely me living in a little fucking bubble. I've been thinking about that all the time yeah. about sitting there and being like, oh, yeah, this would never happen in the United States. <laughs> and it's like. Uh, it happens all the fucking time, and it's yeah. uh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Next week, uh, we got no guests. It's the first book club. Oh, fuck yeah! Uh, fuck yeah! <laughs> We're playing your game, dude. Uh, but I can say what it is, right? We everyone. Yeah, knows. please. Hook. Hook. Hook for Nintendo. I'm... It's Hook made by. Um... God, who is it even made oh, by? I Steven think. Spielberg, I think. Ocean Software, I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. How are they doing? Yeah. Um, um I I don't think they're I don't think I, I hate to break it to you. I don't think they're doing very well. No shit. After you after you listen to next week's episode, you'll see why. Um they were uh bought by Infrogrames and then they became Atari. Oh. What? But Atari. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Well, 
I love you. I love you too, Alex. Um, like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there and check us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies or uh, www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com. Farewell till then. Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.